Hey, 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 everybody. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Talk Cash or Don't Speak podcast. I'm your host, John Odebo, also known as Johnny Debs. Hope you're ready for today's episode. Let's get it. People, you are tuned into a rant-style personal finance podcast. If you're looking for someone to get in your face about personal finance and investing topics, I'm definitely your guy. The motto on this show is talk cash or don't speak. Hey, 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 everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Talk Cash or Don't Speak podcast. I am your host, Johnny Debs, a.k.a. John Odebo, a.k.a. the man who makes your ears tickle on Tuesdays. The Tuesday Ear Tickler. That's a new nickname that I'm taking on. If you would like to pervade that out there into the world for me, I'm, I'm happy to go by it, right? I'm your, your ear tickler, your Tuesday ear tickler. Um, but thank you for tuning in, right? Like I hope right now you're having a good day and I hope your money is where you want it to be. If it's not, let's pause for a second. Let's, let's think. Why? Why is your money not where it's at, where you want it to be at today? right now, this hour, this minute, this time, what can we change about that? Did you have a crazy weekend? Did you go crazy on the spending? Is that it? What, what, what's going on? Like, why is your money not where you want it to be? And um, if you reflect and think about that often, then you can probably get your money back to a decent position. Like you can think what actionable items, this is where you should be focusing your energy, like actionable steps that you can take to put your money where you want it to be. Because there are some things that are out of your control. Stock market, it's out of your control. It's out of my control too, the real estate market. It keeps going up, but it might crash. Who knows? What's going on? The market, it's a little red. Oh no, what's going on? I can't control that and I don't, so therefore I don't worry about it, right? Out of sight, out of mind. What I can control is how much money I have in the stock market, like how much am I investing? I can control when I'm putting it in there. I mean, I can also control what I'm putting it into. So that's all things that you can do um, research wise or just strategy wise, but in general, it's not worth stressing over like the ups and downs. Think about how, what to do when it's up and down, only focus on what you can control. That's, uh, that's like my words of wisdom to start this episode and like, seriously, pause the episode. Think about it. Like, why the fuck am I unhappy when I think about my money right now? And if you are happy, then good. Let's, let's, let's move on. Let's progress. Um, I was talking with one of my friends the other day and he was like, I want to just, I wanted to leave you guys with this quote. He goes, everyone in life is going to get tough love at some point, but that doesn't mean that's the wrong thing. It doesn't, it may not be the nicest presentation, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. It doesn't mean it's the wrong information. And it might, and, and the thinking is like, it might as well be me who gives you the tough love, right? That's what you're tuned in for. If you're not, if you're hoping for me to pat you on the back, I think it's time to go. The exit's there, fam. I think it's time to leave. No, I mean, you can hang around for a bit and see see if it's a good fit. Um, we do have some new listeners, right? Like I, every episode, we're getting more and more listeners. I'm excited. We're rolling. Momentum is a dangerous thing for people like me. I'll, I'll run with that shit, bro. I'll, I'll go crazy. Um, but thank you for being here. I, I recommend anybody new, go listen to episode 22 to hear about how I got here. Because I'm tired of repeating myself. 
Um, <laughs> but I appreciate you. Like, go learn about me um, so that you're not just taking random advice from some idiot on the internet. Um, but I'm not a nice guy, right? I'm not your friend. I am your personal finance, tough love, devil on the shoulder. Okay? You get the, the angel on one side, the devil on the other. I'm the devil just based on presentation. But I would argue that you have to be a savage with your money. And that's why you should listen to the devil because the angel is like, oh, go give it away. Like, go help that friend. Did that friend try helping themselves? Think about that. Like, I can't go, I'm making the money myself. If I listen to the devil long enough, I think this is what I believe, right? This is my philosophy. Uh, I will make enough that I can then start listening to um, to the angel side. The goal is to make enough that I don't really have to worry about like who you're helping or anything like that. That's, that's kind of one of my goals. I think most people with like big families and stuff would like to do that too. All right. So, but I promise you, you have to listen to the devil on your shoulder to get there. Um, because I mean, maybe you listen to the angel a little bit too, right? It's not all one thing balance, but you're going to need some savage moves to get to the top. I'll meet you up there. Um, I, in general, I, I like to tell myself, tell other people, Whoever will listen, the homeless person sitting on the corner of the street by my apartment complex, him and his, all his friends. I like to tell them I'm a mix of Kanye West, Carlton Banks, and Jay Gatsby. But the mission is to get you better with money, right? All those people, they had missions. <laughs> maybe not Carlton. Carlton was just, maybe it's, that's just based on style and, and dance moves. But um, the mission is to get you better with your money. But I'll entertain you along the way, I promise. Strap in. Let's go. Um, strap in. All right, we're going, we're going, uh, what is that? We're going shopping, bitches. Jump in. We're getting our money on, on, on track. Um, and I may not always tell you what you want to hear. That's a promise. I'm not always going to tell you what you want to hear because money is hard, right? And I, I mean, I, I just think so many people are lost when it comes to money. Um, but anyway, I'm about to go back to seeing a therapist. Like I was talking to a dude once a week. I think I'm a big mental health advocate. Um, I was, that's, that was my, my background in school. Right. Um, I think everybody should have someone that they can talk to and your friends, they'll get worn down. Yo, your family, they'll get worn down, yo. And they all give you biased information or biased advice. So I recommend having a therapist, whether you talk to them once a week, once a month, once a fucking hour, some of you need the once an hour situation. Um, not me though, <laughs> but I think I'm going to go, I cut him off. I think I'm going to go back and start seeing him. He was telling me things I didn't want to hear. And after a while, I would just be like rolling my eyes. But I think it did help low key because um, sometimes that savageness can come can trickle into the trickle into the personal life a little too much. So he was like, anytime I was like, I mean, I would be like, I want to tell this person they're a fucking idiot for buying Gucci shoes while making minimum wage. And he's like, why do you want to like lash out and call them out? And also, why do you have to say that they're an idiot? Why can't you just say? I recommend that is not the best use of money. Um, by the way, I have a pair of Gucci loafers. They're my second favorite pair of shoes. My first are uh, Allen Edmonds, brown loafers, lovely brand, Allen Edmonds, American classic right there. Um, horse bit, both of them. That's the way to go. If you don't know what a horse bit loafer is, go look it up, especially if you're a gent, if you're a man, but they make horse bit women's loafers too. And so you should definitely go check them out too. I recommend everybody have a pair of horse bit loafers. You can get them from fucking um, Cole Haan too, by the way, I'm not, again, not telling you to go buy the Gucci ones or the Allen Edmond ones. Um, but I don't, I don't work at a minimum wage job so, and I don't have debt. I have a cheeky car loan and that's about it. 
So like, it's a different financial situation, right? There's no shackle on this slave. I'm free, baby. I'm Django. I'm the Django of personal finance right here. Um, and that's the mindset that I can take when, when treating myself to luxuries like that. But um, that tone doesn't apply to the chained up people in debt, right? So you don't get that. You got to get out of debt first. You got you to breathe and float before you can swim. And I'm not the greatest swimmer. Ha, 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 jokes on me, right? But um, I'm not the greatest swimmer, but I think that's actually like, right. I, I doubt that you could like swim well without floating well. <laughs> um, that's my weekly rant. That's my session is over. Rant is over. Pastor John has spoken. Keep in mind though, soon enough, I will be vying for like a spot or title Pope. Pope Johnny Deebs the first. Pope John Nero Deebs the second. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a first out there. I'm from Nigeria and there's a lot of Odibos out there. Let me pause for a second. Please go. This is the second pause already. I never take pauses. No pauses. No pause offs. No, no days off. Uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, I just got injected to the movie Friday Night Lights and I'm ready to fucking go win a Texas state title. Um, take a moment here. Please go share with a friend or follow on Instagram. I'm setting a goal of growing my Instagram page by 20% each month this year, right? Um, and January was a success. We hit that 20% goal. But I also think that maybe I should be setting bigger goals. I'm not sure. Um, I told my manager I wanted to do like 125% of my quota of my number this year. And she was like, why not more? And I love that mindset. It's like, yeah, the corporate America, they're always going to want more from you. But the more I sell, the more I make. So shout out to her indirectly for telling me to set bigger goals AKA make more money. That she was just telling me to make more money indirectly, um, a message I can always get behind. But um, I think the goal setting is important, but like set realistic goals, but also they should be a little, a little big, make it a little uncomfortable. And I think sometimes I, I struggle between making too big a goals or making them too realistic. I gotta find that sweet spot. I gotta find that middle ground, um, but I'm getting there. So anyway, go like, Go share, go like a post, go like a random post right there. I don't care. Go like the first one and it'll be an inside joke. I would have known you'd listen to this episode. Um, do you guys ever see those couples on Instagram that like, if you go to one of their pages and it's like the person, like let's say the girl had liked every one of the guy's photos all the way back to like the inception of his Instagram, like the first ever post. That shit's so cringe, yo. Um, if you do that, then like, why? What was your mindset? Was it like a funny little joke? It's a funny little joke that I can see. Everybody can fucking see. We're on to you. Anyway, it's all good. Um, right. It's no, no big deal. I'm not judging anybody else's Instagram user tendencies. We had a really big week in the money world, in the finance world last week and this week. Like it's Monday. I'm recording this Monday, dropping it on Tuesday. That's what we call the bang, bang play. They're like, no one, no one calls it that. I'm just trying to be a football commentator now. Um, but like, so today the New York Times just bought this, this, uh, this company called Wordle, which is basically like virtual daily puzzles. That's a huge move right there. I think it would go slept on because people were like the New York Times want to buy a puzzle app, puzzle website. Like, no, it's bigger than that fam. Because Sony also announced today that they want that they're gonna buy Bungie. Now, for some of you Halo fans, like way back when, I, I don't know when they stopped making it. I don't know if they're still honestly even developing it. Bungie's a huge video game maker. 
they made like the first Halo game. I remember the, probably the first three that were on like the original Xbox. Um, so that's a big play too. Now, why are these two brands, Sony and New York Times, investing in games? I'm telling you, I want you to start thinking about games. Like anytime you see like a game purchase acquisition, um, that's the metaverse. That's the metaverse calling, calling. That's the future knocking at the door. Um, because a big part of the metaverse will be the games that, that are played, right? Um, so I just, uh, that's something to keep in mind, right? These are trends that are happening now. These companies are gearing up. Microsoft just did it uh, two, three weeks ago. They're gearing up for the future. And so I think you should be thinking like, how can I adjust and get ready? Or how can I get in on this, right? It's not too late. And when we think about it, Microsoft's a great buy anyway, right? Like as a stock. So them trying to go in on gaming a little bit more. I don't see really too much like downside to that. Even if it backfires, that company has so many divisions, so many verticals, you know, I think we're going to be okay there long-term, long-term. That's the key for all this stuff. But um, another article that I read that I thought was super crucial, you know, I, I just talked to you about my Instagram and, and growing the social media. Um, I read this article by the FTC and they basically, this is, this is concerning, yo. Like, listen up because- you might be this idiot that's getting scammed. So 25% of all fraud last year was from social media. Think about that. One in four. One in four scams is on social media, the place we spend anywhere from 45 minutes to four hours a day or something like that. Four hours might honestly be conservative for some of you. But the more time you spend on there, you, I wonder if the argument is like the more time you spend on social media, the more likely you are to get scammed. Because you could argue that I spend more time on social media, so I'm aware of what's going on. Like, I see the shit that's going down. They can't scam me. I'm on here. I'm a fucking legacy, right? Um, and then the other argument is like, okay, you're just hopping on social media brand new, or you're like not on there much, so you don't know trends, then you probably don't see the spam bots and shit like that. So you're probably a little more susceptible. Um, but then generally, just like through lack of, osmosis and like interaction and engagement, the more likely you are on social media, sorry, the more you're on social media, the more likely you are to encounter scams and numbers game, the more scams you encounter, the more likely you are to fall for one. It only takes one. It only takes one of my cousins in Nigeria one time to get you. <laughs> oh my God. My friends were telling me about a guy who started with them in at their job and started scamming people at their job. That was funny. But um, so 25% of all fraud, right? That's pretty crazy. That's a staggering number. I think the number was like, it was 100,000 or something. It was 95,000 people lost a collective $770 million on fraud, through fraud on social media last year. $770 million. When it's a big number, you should say it twice. That's a good rule. Unless you're asking for the money. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but like, that's crazy. Right. And that's, that's, that's increased. I think it was like increased like 15 times since 2017. So that's staggering. Right. And I, I so there's, that goes back to my point where like more people are spending time on social media, bigger part of people's lives, more likely to get scammed. That's kind of what I think. I think that's the idea that I'm working with, but there are so many scams these days. I follow a lot of finance pages. Right. So like you can get crypto scams, you can get Forex scams, um, 
if you go on people's pages, then there'll be a lot of bots just commenting like, um, I was bad at trading before I started trading with insert scam scammer there. Um, but that's, I mean, that's, I just, you gotta, you gotta keep an eye open, right? Like, and, and the biggest, and this is also more kind of to the point that maybe it's like, the more you spend on social media, it's not going to save you because the biggest generation getting scammed was the younger generation, people 18 to 40. Okay. They're twice as likely as older people to lose money on social media. So one, that's just like a simple sample bias, population bias, people over 40 and older adults, the boomers, they're not spending that much time on social media if they're even on it. Um, so you're definitely more likely. I also think we have this culture where like right now people feel the need to get rich quick, never ever more in the world. And I just hope that you're not listening to this podcast thinking I got to get rich quick. I, me, your host will get rich quick. <laughs> not you though. You should get rich slowly. Like that's the best way to get rich. Cause if you try to get rich quick, you might just not get rich, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not worried about that. I wish the scammers would fucking come from me. I'll hit them with the, uh, the voodoo. What's that? What's the, the voodoo dolls? Uh, I got voodoo dolls for all, everybody who's ever tried to scam me back in my closet, all the haters and all the scammers, the voodoo dolls. And you know what I do? I make the voodoo doll go like this. So they start listening to the podcast. That's what I choose to do with the voodoo doll. But no, that's, I mean, that's pretty crazy. Um, and then I think they asked some of the people actually scamming. It was like an anonymous survey and it was always on Facebook or Instagram like nine out of 10 times. So come on people, we got to do better. Open your eyes. Let's go through a couple, couple scams, right? That I see. I just mentioned the bots, but like the guy who was on last week, our guest, Dylan Bradley, he mentioned, I've seen accounts um, on like using his same image, same bio for Instagram account. And then the name will be off by like one. Right. So for like my Instagram, it's like top cash pod at top cash pod, go share with a friend at top cash pod. <laughs> uh, but if you see something that's like at top cash pod and it's two D's that should send up some red flags, right? That's uh, that's, that's what I'd be seeing the most or like a period or a space in a different place in the Instagram handle. Um, so that, I mean, that's, that's an easy one to look out for. If you go into your messages, your DMS and you go to the other section, you probably have a lot of shit in there. You have people who are like, hey, and they some of these people are like real. They're like, hi, I see that you're into real estate. I am into real estate too. And like, it just looks so fake to me, but like not everybody has that eye, right? Um, some of them will be like, hey, and I'll be like, what do you want? Because like, if you're a fan, like I'm worried, like that people will just try to reach out and be like, hey, I love your podcast, right? Or, hey, I'd really like to cover this topic. Um, I'm, or like, Hey, I want to be a guest. Like the, all those things have happened, but none of those people started with a, Hey, or hi, none of them. Right. They have all been like, hi, this is me. This is what I want. That makes sense. That's how you craft a cold message. I don't just message people like sales messages saying, Hey, and hope that they respond. So if someone says, Hey, I'm a little curious. Cause not everybody has that like mental awareness to know that like that looks sketch. So I'm just like, I try to just be cold back. I'm like, hi, or like, what's up? And then they'll be like, how is your day going? If someone, if someone's second thing to you randomly that you have no idea about on Instagram is how is your day going? They're trying to sell you something or they're trying to fuck you. <laughs> it's that simple. There's two things, right? 
Um, now it's up to you to decide if it's a real account or not. Maybe you're interested in the second option, but like the first option, like if they have like something in their bio there, that's like, Oh, I train people to do what they're about to, they're about to sell you something, which I'm not against, but like, there's a difference between selling someone something and then like scamming someone. So again, I believe that someone trying to sell you something authentically with like good intention is not going to be like, hi, how is your day going? That's setting you up for failure. That's not how you make a real authentic connection, right? Right? They would be like, hey, I do this. Any interest in talking about it more? How's the day? Maybe you get into the how's the day going after you get to the point of why you messaged me randomly on the internet. So look out for that. Um, I also have some that like reach out and they're just like, how is your trade going? And I'm not sure if they mean like, how is your trade is in like your craft, like workmanship, like, like, uh, the, like the podcast, that's, that's my trade, right? That's my craft. Um, or if they mean like a specific trade and if they do mean a specific trade, it's like, well, that's not how you speak English. How is your trade going? But like, they don't know what trade I'm in. They don't know what trades I'm in. I've never posted anywhere where I'm like, this is my specific trade. So some red flags to watch out for people. Um, I'm sure there's more, right? If you have any ideas, oh, okay. I got one more, one more. Um, so I have a friend of a friend. She's a nurse, never talks about money on her, on, her, on her Instagram page. We follow each other. She usually posts family or um, nursing stuff, her at work, uh, her boyfriend, simple shit, right? Simple things that like a 27 year old girl will post on the internet. So she posted one day, like a question. And it was like, you cannot name another word that starts with like V that has like the letter in it or something like that. It's like when people are like, you can't spell orange without, I, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of the exact scam. I can't, but it's something like along the lines of like, you can't, there's no other letter that starts with it's, there's no other like fruit or color that starts with the, the first letter in it or something like that. Again, I don't know the, the color. So like orange, for example, right? I think it was, I think that was the example. And they're like, if you can get this, I'll cash up you a hundred dollars. So I, I just, I was like, that's a weird post, but I, I guessed right. I think like, yeah, I, I, I put it right. And there was like two other comments at the time. And then by the end of the, I checked back cause you know, run me my money. <laughs> And there was like 10 to 20 comments there. And then there was like a story that was like, it was just a little odd. It was like another money story by her uh, Instagram story post. But she DM'd me and was like, hey, uh, what's your cash app? I will send you this money. I don't have a cash app. So that was pretty easy to hold off on at first. But I didn't reply right away. And I asked the friend that I knew that friend through because I don't really know that girl that well. Again, it was just odd that she's like, What's the cash app? Not like, hey, John, good job. What's, what's, how can I send you this money? I asked a friend, they're like, oh yeah, can you like report that post? Like her account got hacked. So I like that because like, I feel like most, I don't know what most people are doing. To me, it's just like, no one gives money that easily, right? I'm down to engage in the post. And then when they actually message, I didn't think I was going to get the money. When they actually message, like, what, what's your cash app? I'm like, that's when the red flags went off. And, um, and then the second, post or the second story, whatever she posted, that was a little out of character too. And I don't know about most of her friends that were like that, but I think she got her account back like a day or two later and was like, I'm really sorry. Uh, I was hacked. Um, and then she had this friend that I had asked, they were like, also made a post, like, if you follow blank, don't send them your cash app. 
don't send them any money or anything like that. But I was reading about that scam and it seems like a lot of people were getting money stuck in, like they would ask for money so that they could send more back to you. And I think people were getting like stuck in pending and it was just, it was just a shit show. That's, that's another scam out there, guys. You guys got to keep your eyes open. You got, we all have to be pro. You have to be professional con finders. Yeah. So I recently went to Nashville and I just want to, I, I think I learned a couple of lessons. I want to talk about quality versus quantity for a bit. I just want to spit a bit on that. There have been some examples lately of me being a cheapo and it backfiring. I will tell people I will always spend money on technology usually. That's something that I believe in spending my, I mean, I work in tech, right? I believe in spending money in technology. Clothing, I'm like neither here nor there. Like I, I mentioned the Gucci loafers, right? Like I like certain brands and stuff, but like, I mean, the majority of my clothes, like I try to buy on uh, like discount actually, or like special clearance sales. I'm always looking for a good sale. I'll, I'll save something in like a cart and hope that that goes on sale or, or something I've been doing recently is like Googling store like banana republic discount code to get an extra discount code so and then i get greedy too i try to stack different like sales like one's like 20 percent off and then one that's 40 i always recommend signing up with a spam e like have a spam email account and then sign up on a store site but clothes i i'll buy some nice clothes i i do think quality clothes last longer but like not everybody has that ability and so like if you just need something for a job interview right like you're only going to wear it a couple of times. It doesn't have to be that quality. But if you buy something quality, it might last for life. So technology, I like broke my rule recently. I bought a pair of AirPods online on Amazon. They were like Amazon zone. I don't even know if they were Amazon zone. They weren't very good. They were like, they're like bricks. Like, <laughs> like the, the AirPod at the bottom, or the bottom is just like, like squarish. They're not very good. They don't connect very well. They're not very comfortable. They're not very loud either, but I just needed like, well, I originally bought them for my, for my girlfriend as like a stocking stuffer. Cause I didn't think that she used AirPods enough to need a full pair of AirPods. These were like 30 bucks. I'm like, there you go. Right. She's like, no, I think I'm going to just get an actual pair of AirPods. So that kind of backfired, but I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to keep these AirPods for myself, these fake AirPods. And I'm going to keep them and I'm going to use them for times where I like forget my AirPods or whatever, where it's going to get real rough and crazy. And I just don't want to ruin my real AirPods. I love AirPod pros, by the way, the noise canceling is amazing. I wear them to the gym and I block out the entire world. And I walk around the gym with my chest puffed out. Like I am the biggest man in the gym. They are crucial to my lifting vibe. So when they weren't noise canceling, it's like, I wasn't worried about that, but like Anyway, these AirPods suck. You should have just gotten a real pair of AirPods. Or there's many different headphones out there. Bose, Sony, Beats, Beats by Dre, also owned by Apple. But I, I really love AirPods. I think you have to have a certain ear to fit them, though, honestly. My ears are kind of small, kind of tiny. I get made fun of a lot for having small ears. And uh, the AirPods go, go well with that. They might not be good for some of you people with big ears. Big ears. <laughs> Another example, so I was in, so I, but I lost the AirPods in Nashville. That, that was the story. That was where that was going. But I had the backup ones with me and I was able to use those on my flight home. So having the backup worked, but just go with the real thing when it comes to tech. When I think about like my home and stuff, like this camera, the web camera I use is important. I'm on Zoom like all day for work meetings and for client calls and then for recording this. And I just, I had some recommendations that like, oh, video quality will really go a long way. Another thing is the microphone that I'm using. 
So I was using the first couple episodes. If you go back and listen, they were shit, shit quality. I was using a headset that I use to take client calls, which is fine. The main point of that is like, it's noise blocking as well. And when you're talking, it blocks out background noise. But I invested in like a good microphone, Blue Yeti, shout out to Blue Yeti. I think it's one of the most common podcasting microphones out there. It's no secret in this game. And I think, uh, I think the quality has gone up a lot, if I do say so myself. While there in Nashville, what do you think we did? Well, we, we partied a lot. I went to watch my Tennessee Titans, and I'm upset that we lost. Go Titans, baby, tighten up. But there was a lot of drinking. And let's take a second and think about the quality versus quantity debate on, like, alcohol. Like, Fireball, not, not very high quality. <laughs> Casamigos, Don Julio, good quality. And I know just called compared to tequila to a whiskey. I guess you could say like, what's lower than Jack Daniels? I don't know. Whatever, whatever whiskey. I don't even know what's lower than Jack Daniels. I don't really even like Jack Daniels that much. But I guess Fireball is lower than Jack Daniels probably. Ver- like if you drink a Fireball versus like a Macallan Scotch, gonna make a difference. Gonna make a difference in taste probably gonna make a difference in how you feel the next day and i mean the thing with like the the don julio right like i see girls all the time in the club with don julio they love that shit so if you're like a single guy get some don julio right and they'll like that shit but it's i'm an equal opportunity baller right king or queen actually so get your don julio and get it popping off i recommend the higher quality alcohol sometimes because like the quantity one worse hangover and then also you're going to have a worse hangover because of the, the, so the quality is lower and you're going to drink more. That's, that's just not a good time. It's going to be a good time until it's not like we almost died. We didn't almost die, but like, I don't know how I got home Friday night, the first night and night two, I forget at what point, but at one point I lost my girlfriend. She Ubered home. I ended up walking home and she woke up the next day, not sure where the pizza and chicken nuggets that she ordered went. So that's the story there on, Drinking shitty alcohol. We were drinking a lot of Fireball there. That was our go-to shot for the weekend. I don't know why, but we, that's what we decided to do. Don't drink Fireball unless you're willing to blackout. And even when you're willing to blackout on some blackout on some better shit, make enough money that you don't have to drink the same shit that college kids drink. That's a general rule of thumb. That's a good one right there. That's what you should take away. When we think about the accommodations for the weekend, I was like, we're going to be in Nashville. I'm trying to go to the game. I'm not really trying to like break the bank on hotels. Normally Marriott, baby, Bonvoy. I'm a Bonvoy member. I like Marriott. I'm a loyal to them. And they usually, they have ranges, right? And then if you're like Hilton, you should get a membership somewhere. Like if Hilton, they have the double tree and then they have like, you know, the five-star stuff. I don't think Hilton keeps up the quality with the quality of Marriott these days though, personally. And then IHG, Crown Plaza. Crown Plaza is pretty nice too. But I... I was looking for a, a Marriott hotel and they were all a little more expensive than I wanted to spend. They're all like 250 minimum a night. And I was like, I, I originally thought I was gonna go for the weekend, chill, go to Broadway, go home, get some good food and watch the Titans play. Like, I didn't think I was gonna be spending time in the hotel room, which we, we didn't for real. I wanna talk about the Comfort Inn. Sometimes the motel versus hotel, Comfort Inn is supposed to be, they market themselves as a three star hotel. And maybe they are, but this one in Nashville was more like a motel. It was like literally a fucking, I don't, it's a motel. You know what a motel is. Um, we walked outside to our room. 
Sometimes the motel life ain't going to cut it, but I have stayed in motels before on like ski trips. That's when I'm like, I'm out all day. I just need a place to crash. Right. I think that's a perfect example of when a, a, a motel might be a good option, but all my homies hate the comfort in now. Trust me. I'm not going to go and write a bad review on their website, but I'm going to slaughter them on this podcast, which is arguably only by me, but uh, you know, has more reach. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they, the first problem was like the bed. Now I, I don't bring like microscopic inspector UV light type things to look at the bed. I usually, if I'm going to a cheaper hotel, I just sleep with like my sweatpants on and, and a shirt on. So I'm like not making any too much direct contact with the bed. That's like, in my mind, that does it. But this bed was hard as fuck. I, <laughs> I jumped on it and I was like, ow, like it literally hurt when I jumped on it. I've slept on better floors before. Definitely better couches. I, you know, so that was terrible. It was, it was the frontier flight that I flew to Nashville was more comfortable than the bed. And I don't really like flying frontier either. That's another example of quality versus quantity, but I'm in Denver. They're based out of Denver. So I fly them often because they just have so many options on flights and it's just so cheap. Sometimes I just can't say no to it. And the hairdryer, they had a hairdryer situation. Girlfriend's using the hairdryer, getting her hair dry. <laughs> and I think hair dryers normally have a cover where like on the back. So like your, your hair can't go through, right? Her hair went through this thing. There was no cover. This thing was like a cheap little, I don't know. It looked like, I don't even know what it looked like, but a cheap little thing. And her hair went through there and got caught in the hair dryer. That's how cheap this fucking hair dryer was. So quality products, quality bed. I woke up deathly hungover one day, called them, asked for some water to be brought up. And they're like, dollar, water is a dollar. <laughs> okay. That's okay, right? The fact that they asked for a dollar for water, whatever, I'll go down and uh, I'll go get it. But like they ask, they make you come downstairs and to the lobby to get it. Sir, this is supposed to be a three-star hotel. Is it a three-star hotel or is it a fucking motel, right? So $1 is actually cheaper than going to the store and getting the water. So I don't really mind, but the, the how I got the water, I had to go and get it. I'd like them to bring it up to me and then charge it to the room. That's what you would expect from a hotel. Motel city here, Motel Comfort Inn in Nashville. Uh, I go to the lobby. Guy gives me a bag for the five balls of water that I bought. Five bucks, big spender. Holla at you, boy. I still can't even believe this, actually. I dropped the water bottle. Like, I put the water bottle in the bag. I put it in the bag, right? I want you to think about that, like, what, the way I'm saying it. I put the water bottle in the bag. Think about how you put water into a bag. And it goes through the bag. It went right through the bottom. And... The bag, so the bag ripped open and then the water falls and the guy goes, oh, I'm like, hey, there's a hole in this. Can I get another bag? Instead of like the hotel person at the front door, he goes, did you drop it in there? He was Indian, has an accent, but like, he's like, did you drop it in there? And I'm like, what? Like, I didn't even know how to answer that question. Like, drop, did I drop, drop the water in the bag? There was a guy next to me and he was, he looked at me and he was like, what? The guy's like, he, he goes and gets me another fucking bag. Everyone. But I just want you to think about like the last time you placed something in a bag at the grocery store. Did you drop it in there or did you place it in there? And it's still plastic. It's a plastic water bottle, right? Dude gives me a new bag and he's like, he has a tone this time. He's having fun with me at this point. He's like, make sure to pl place it in there, right? Like place it in there. Don't drop it in there. I almost lost my mind. I was like, I was like, okay, 
fucking clown show. Like it's it's what he's like place it in the bag like it's a bottle of fucking Ace of Spades champagne or something. It's a water bottle. Drop it in there. Place it in there. I was dying. It was funny. To be fair, the Marriott that I went to in San Francisco also made me come downstairs to get my water, which I wasn't really happy about. Disappointing to say the least, but they at least gave me the water, right? Like you're paying, it's a hotel. That's Evans for a four-star hotel. I'm not going to pay for water from you. Sorry, that's the rules. I'm not asking for a soda either. It's water. But that's San Francisco, all manual labor, all delivering the water to my own room, no disco. Nashville, that's a, that was a shit show. But that, that took the, the cake for like the most memorable moment. Some things that you could like maybe cut some quality on, like a dress shirt or a, a skirt for a girl. I don't know if it really matters what brand you get. And I think you could also go to Amazon Fashion and buy something for $10 there. My thing with like cheap items like that, like if you buy something for $10 and wear it once or twice, it's kind of worth your money, I think. It's kind of worth it. Like who cares? And that's why fast fashion is like so popular right now with these items like Sheen and Fashion Nova. Like it's like, okay, wow, that looks like a really nice dress. You look at it, it's like $20. You're like, how fucking thin is this thing? Like how, if, it, if they're selling it for 20 and they're paying Kendall Jenner to advertise it, who knows how much, a million dollars a post or some shit. How much did they pay for the actual clothing item? Now, a quality clothing item might still be a little bit more, but it might not cost that much more if it's made in China or something. So I recommend doing your research on like where the clothing was made. There are definitely some things you want to quality, quality on. I recommend buying a quality blazer, having a good pair of shoes, whether that's heels or dress shoes. But like, if you're just trying to fill your closet with a couple Oxford button downs for your first job out of school or, or for the ladies, like if you're just looking for shirts to go with a skirt or a dress, I get skirts and dresses confused all the time. Um, I'm not a woman's fashion guru, but I consider myself a bit of a men's fashion guru, if I'm being honest. If you're just looking for like outfits, right? The shirt and and the skirt, like the skirt could rip. So I, maybe that's where you spend the money, but like the shirt is probably going to be okay and you can get some wear out of it. You're only trying to wear it once or twice a week, right? And then there's the Mark Zuckerberg approach of just wearing jeans, which you buy like once or maybe two pairs of jeans sneakers get a good pair of leather sneakers and you make them last like two years or something like that and then a t-shirt and maybe a hoodie for the winter days so that's an idea right there that's what i got that's i don't think i i think i have more fashion insight to come but i just wanted to talk about like budgeting because i'm always like where can you cut costs and i think there are some places that you should cut costs and i think there are some places that you shouldn't and it's just not worth it think if you want to have an item for a long time if you do go quality if you're going to wear it a lot, go quality. Like those jeans that I mentioned, get a good pair of jeans. Don't have to spend $500 for a good pair of jeans though. Levi's sells them for like 50. If you're only going to wear it for like a night out, New Year's Eve dress, maybe you don't need the like $500 dress. Maybe you just get like a $100 dress or a $50 dress, whatever your fucking budget is. And, and fellas, thrifting. Go to Goodwill and check for their blazers. Because you can find some nice blazers in there that you don't know how much they've been worn. Not everybody's down for this thrifting idea either, but like I'm talking about an outer layer clothing. I'm not going there and looking for the button down t-shirts. I'm not going down there and looking for boxers or socks. I, I wouldn't even buy shoes from Goodwill personally, but I know some people that do. It's a matter of needs must if you need to. But like I've, I've seen some good blazers right there. I have some nice blazers from like uh, J. Crew, some Brooks Brothers stuff. 
I bought a blazer from Men's Warehouse once. Never again. It ripped. I got a suit and it ripped. It got like an arm rip. So I won't be buying there again because I don't trust their quality. But like I've also gotten blazers and worn them and gotten compliments on them from Goodwill. No one will ever know until now, until I told them the secret. That's, um, I think that's what I got for you guys. What do you, I'd love to hear what you guys thought about like the, the idea of like buying, like what qual- level quality do you buy something? And like, when are you going, when are you going like, oh, I'll, I'll go with like multiple trips over one big trip or like, that's a, that's an idea of like quantity over quality. But I'd like to know where this seeps into listeners' lives. So feel free to like message me, DM. I check the other thing res- regularly for messages from you guys at Talk Cash Pod on Instagram, at Talk Cash Pod on Instagram. Come on now, 20% growth every month. You can hold me accountable to it. Go share with a friend. Go DM me what your thoughts are and what things that you like would want to spend quality on and what things you would want to spend uh, quantity on. Or, well, just spend less on and go for more quantity. But the idea is like eventually, if you live frugally for enough, this is my goal. I'll eventually be able to go quality on everything. But I, I feel like, I'm at that point now where I still could be spending more money on certain things. I still have like, there's just certain things I'm always going to be frugal about and other things that I'm always going to be willing to spend a little more money on. And I think you should develop all those, those like rituals, those, those beliefs early, but I'd love to hear you, the listener, what are things that you will not like splurge on? And what are things that you're like, I'm not, I'm not spending anything less than X, Y, or Z on this because it's important. Appreciate y'all listening. Go check it out on Instagram. Go share this episode with a friend. Uh, catch me next week. Talk Cash Tuesday, Tuesday, baby. Making your ears tickle every Tuesday. Johnny Deeds, that's me.